0: Hello and welcome to the Flywheel Effect. This week's episode is all about school leadership, specifically how does a new leader change the culture at a new school? This week's week's guest is Mr. AJ Bianco. He's assistant principal at Eastbrook Middle School in New Jersey. AJ is a renowned educator. He's also a podcast host and a great leader at his own school. And we're going to talk to AJ about a scenario that I think a lot of you out there are going to find familiar. So if you're a current leader or aspiring leader, I think this is one you're going to enjoy. Happy listening no time, no tools, big expectations. How do you transform school culture without derailing the train? Answer, little wins that bring big changes. The flywheel effect, harnessing the power of momentum to create a school culture that celebrates change and drives itself. Hey, AJ, did I miss anything before we jump into our show?
1: Nah, I think the only thing that that uh, really identifies me is husband, father of three. That's that's the biggest pride of my life. You know, education is is wonderful. Podcasting is fun. I love my sports, but you know, being being a dad and being a husband is uh, most of my time.
0: I, I left off the most important part, and that's that's exactly right. So, um, anybody out there, school leaders that are listening, you know, if you uh, if you are raising a family too, you guys, guys will probably understand how how busy AJ is. So, we're really thankful for his time tonight. Um, we're gonna have kind of a, a unique. Uh, episode tonight because we're going to do kind of a, a focus on leadership and leadership transitions with AJ. So the idea behind this is to kind of put um, him him in the shoes of where a lot of our leaders are have been in the last year and are going to be uh, coming out of next spring, and kind of kind of work through what he would do to fix the culture of a school if you're taking it over. So. Like if you're hired at a new school and you did not have previous ties there, that kind of thing. So kind of the what I what I want to lay out is a scenario that a lot of folks found themselves in. Um so if you're going to a new school, uh let's say this school has in the last three years, year to year, they're 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 losing twenty percent of their staff. And that that kind of high turnover school, which a lot of places are seeing right now. Um, and let's say the same school has really high discipline referral rates and low attendance overall student wise. So we'll just stick with those three things. Cause that's, that's three things I think that our listeners can relate to probably pretty much, no matter where you are um, out there listening. If you are a school leader, whether or not you took over school or you incoming to school, everybody kind of was inherited a new school when we came back from pandemic. So everybody's sort of in that boat. Um, but, you know, just kind of, Walk us through how you how are you adjusting the culture and climate of a school in that scenario.
1: Yeah, you, you, you know, those those three things are are, are definitely the big <laughs> the big targets right now, like right? losing staff, poor discipline, low attendance. Um, you know, I I personally am relationships first. You know, I, I know discipline is incredibly important for, you know, putting kids in line and getting them to buy in. But, you know, for me it, it's relationships first. And I think when, when we look at the students and we look at how they come to school and why they come to school, a lot of students don't want to be there, right? A lot of teachers don't want to be there, but for the students, you know, they come every day because they have to, it's something they, they, they need to do. They're forced out the door and they, they come to a place where they have to feel like they belong and they have to feel safe. So when we, when we look at our schools, like we, we really need to be the relationships first, you know, starting with the students, getting to know who they are and, you know, every morning I'm I'm outside with the principal of the school, and we're welcoming every single student that is either walking or dropped off or taking uh, taking their bike to school. You know, we're out there for every single kid. Big smile on our face. Good morning. We try to call them by name, and sometimes they get shot like, "Whoa how do you how do you know my name?" Like, you know, I know it's like it's it's November, it's December, and you know, we know a lot of our kids, but but understanding who they are is what's going to make them want to come to school. So first of all, it's, it's about relationships, uh, students and staff. And I, and I think, you know, one of the things you said was we're losing staff. We have a high turnover. It's not always the school. That's the problem. And we have to understand that we can't just sit back and say, oh, I'm losing staff. I, I have to feel bad for myself. Is your school a place that your staff wants to come to? Do they feel like they belong? Are they on a team that, that they're comfortable with? You know, and I think when you're starting a school and when you're coming back from to a school. From the pandemic or whatever the situation may be, you know, just taking a few minutes to just meet with your staff and asking them, you know, a couple of questions. You know, what's something you love? What's something that you don't love? And what's something you want to change? And I really think those questions are very important. Now, did I ask those questions to all my staff when I first came into this building? No. I asked them a couple of things as we're, you know, doing introductions and we're we're trying to find You know, a a comfort during pre observations. But, you know, I I think as you start talking to your staff and getting to know them and and kind of understanding what they stand for, you know, those relationships are what's going to get your staff to want to come to school. Like joking around, finding theme weeks, finding something simple as a jeans day, right? Giving them the the space that they feel comfortable and they feel like they belong. I I think that we're really going to see a big change. Um, for when people come to work and come to school and, and have smiles on their face. Um, something so simple as coming in the building with music blasting at the front entrance, like all that's going to change, like the, the tone of the school and how people walk up to that door and like, they're ready to go when they have a smile on their face.
0: Yeah. The the music part is, is kind of a good, that's a good advice for like even places other than schools. Think about places you've went into and you you liked how it felt. you like, oh, I, I'm supposed to be here. Like, think about a restaurant. Ever went in a restaurant where you felt like I don't know if they even want me here? Like, that that happens sometimes. Uh, but there's some places you're like, oh, this is my vibe. I'm, I'm in the right spot. That, those kind of things help. Um, you mentioned the you know calling folks by by their name and like just you know hi AJ. Those things that goes so far. So like that stuff goes a long way. Um, and you mentioned finding something that your staff loves and cares about. Those things um, they take a little work, but but they're they're worth it. They're very much worth it. Um, and that that goes for kids too. And it's if you got a big building, it's hard to know a little something about everybody. But you'd be surprised if you're active and around how many names you can remember, um, and how many like little uh, touch points you can remember, like even just a little detail um like there was a a, I remember specifically like I would always talk about like tennis shoes with kids um I was real good at knowing like the new Jordans were out I could ask about that kind of stuff but um kind of a a weird skill that I had was remembering everybody's favorite team like if they ever wore the team like one time I could remember oh oh, that's that's my guy he's the 49ers fan and I could you know I could mention that they just traded for McCaffrey or something and like That would, no matter what the situation was, he would automatically guard goes down. Oh, you you knew, you remembered that. So those things that they're, they take some work, but they're not out of reach. They can be done. Uh, You're
1: you're right. And it's never out of reach. Like I can't tell you the, the simple things that have happened that that like pop up into my mind. So I'll give you an example real quick. I was sitting outside talking to the principal real um, about the world series a couple weeks ago. Um, we're sitting there and just talking, having a conversation, this team, this team, and a kid walks by and he heard world series. He's a fifth grader, right? We have 600 kids in our building. So it's not like it's a huge school, but the kid looked at us and he goes, you guys talking about the world series? Like, yeah, he stopped what he was doing. Joined our conversation. Like we were talking to him from the beginning. Like when, when you talk about small things, like I would not have known this kid was a big baseball fan, but he stopped had a quick conversation. The next day he came back and we made sure when we saw that kid come to the door, we mentioned something like, Hey, did you watch the game last night? Or, oh, you know, what do you think about that that play? You know, just so we, we, we got him right now. All of a sudden I go outside for recess. There's my little man with his friends and they're all coming over to me talking about baseball. Like that is the small shift. That's going to do, that's going to do amazing things for your school. I tell the kids all the time, I'm old now, right? So I'm not hip to anything they got going on with music, clothes. I'm an old man now. So I try to find the little things that I can, that that just makes them smile. Whether it's me making fun of myself, you know, I find one little thing that I can kind of bring into a conversation. So they feel comfortable talking, you know, I'm not cool with the music that that goes on these days. I'm still rocking the nineties hip hop and, and all that stuff that I used to listen to. I love that. So I try to, right, I mean, come on, you can't, you can't let that go. I try to compare the music that I listened to back, back in the day to what they're listening to today just so I have some kind of conversation with them. It doesn't matter. I, I don't mind looking like a fool just to make them smile and feel like they have a place in the school building. Little shifts, those little things that's really going to change a relationship is really going to drive uh, how, how the students react and how they act in classrooms and and what they do. If they can talk to administration in a positive way, they're definitely going to feel comfortable talking to their teachers in a positive way, who they see more often and for longer periods of time.
0: Hey, that's It's huge because think about the attendance issue that uh, – I'm, I'm not going out on a limb to say it's kind of been an issue all across the country. It was a big issue in my school, pretty much everywhere. Uh, specifically, this you know this kind of um, uh, scenario we're talking about is definitely an issue in that place. But if you're putting yourself in the kids' shoes, if you go to a place every day that you have to go to, like, like you said, and nobody knows anything about you, it's real easy for you to kind of just be like, hey, I'm not really feeling it. I'm not going to do it. Well, I'm, I'm going to avoid that no matter what. But if you have that connection with somebody, it, it could be it, as small as asking them about the world series, you know, Mr. Bianco, he talks to me every day. I'm going to go at least say, say hi to him, you know, and, and then they're there for the day and they've talking to their teachers and you know that you just opened up a whole door of possibilities for the kid.
1: Right. And, I, and I know that there's definitely some circumstances you can't change. Like some people, you know, you, just can't get to school. You know, we had a situation where there was a young lady who literally could not get to school because her parents would not let her walk across busy streets and the parents were working. So she either came to school late or she missed the entire school day. Um, but you know, we worked with that parent to make sure we, we explained why, why are we calling so often? Why do we care so much? Having that conversation, the mother started to understand these people are not just you know, doing their job, they want my daughter in school because they want to see her succeed. You know, when we talk about attendance, our kids are going to want to come to school because at least one person in that building is going to recognize them. You know, either either it's, like you said, staff member, administration, CST, counselor, whatever the case may be. Like, even if it's just one friend, find ways to connect and, and, and build a relationship as small as it may be. So that kid is recognized every single day.
0: So kind of kind of the follow up to that, which you you kind of brought me into there, because you know when you're talking about a school community, you're talking about all the staff and students, of, of course, but you're also talking about about the parents too, and then community members as well. Now, in a place that you know has high referrals and low attendance and you know high turnover, those kind of things, a lot of times you don't have great relationships with fa- families in those communities. It, it, you know they can kind of feel a little burnt by it. You know what I mean? Um, you know sometimes. For whatever reason, sometimes rightfully so. In some cases, um, how do you go about um, building those relationships with with parents in your community?
1: So there's a couple of things that, that personally that I try to do. I'm not saying like I, I know some of these things work, some of the things don't. But first of all, e- every day, like I said, we're visible outside. You know, parents drop off their kids; they see us standing there. They know that we care. They know that we're welcome into the building, uh, and. And it's a safe space for our kids to go. So that's first and foremost, like being visible. Um, I I, I like being there for concerts when there's concert nights. I like being there for uh, back to school night. You know, I I like being in the hallway. I like being in the lunchroom. Visibility, I think, is is first and foremost, uh, the changing a community outlook. Um, One thing that I like to do, I like to use our school Instagram and Twitter account. I run that. Um, I, I think it's very important. To tell our story, uh, I like to get into classrooms. I like having the teachers share pictures with me that I can put up on, on our Twitter and Instagram because the parents see it. Like when, when I first started, um, you know, there was a Twitter account and didn't have many followers, uh, just because it wasn't used enough. You know, the people who were doing it before that were not really social media people. I took it over and we started to drive more people to the social media, especially the Instagram. Within a, a week or, or, or so you know, we had up and over of 250 people. So our, our Instagram account is growing and I know it, it sounds silly, but in our day and age, social media, Instagram, especially, I mean, TikTok and all that, but I don't use that stuff. Um, Instagram for me has really been telling a story and it's really been uh, a, a savior. And, and I say that because not only are parents looking at it, but the students are too. And they're going to tell me that they're not, but I know they are. Because when you like a picture, it tells me who liked it. And I go right to the account I'm like, ah, I see who that is. So you can't hide that from me. So we're telling our story. Our kids are involved. They like seeing each other. They like seeing the things that they're doing in school. You know, that's changing the community because then the, the kid goes and says, hey, mom, dad, Grandma, Grandpa, Aunt, Uncle, look at this picture on Instagram that that's of my best friend, or look at this activity that we did in our class today. You know, I, I can be using it better to tell our story, but I think for the most part, you know, it's getting there and it's really, um, it's really very helpful in, in how we how we uh, tell our story of our school. Uh, third, you know, I said visibility, I said the Instagram. Third, we we like to use a little bit of, of communication. You know, I think it's very important. Whether we're sending out messages um, through our, our district communication system, or if we're sending out newsletters that are strictly for the students, we are communicating a lot of things with our families, so th- they're in the know. You know, we don't want to hide anything, especially the last two years where people were not really in the building. You know, they didn't know what was going on, and there's different stories when kids come home. Their experience for one day may be very different than what is exactly happening. So whether it's a positive or negative experience, we really want to make sure that we are telling the story um, in, in some way. So we like to communicate as much as we can, sometimes too much. Sometimes we'll send out two or three specific emails a week, just so parents are in the know and feel like they are part of the kid's day. That, that's a so good those problem three to things. have
0: if you're getting too much right. communication. That's a good, bro. Right.
1: And, and hopefully, you know, the parents are looking at it, they're getting texts, they're getting emails. Uh, hopefully they're talking about it when they get home. That's the biggest thing, is, is continuing that conversation as soon as we as soon as you get home with your students.
0: Hey, guys, if you're listening to this podcast, you have a vested interest in school culture, and I would like to provide you with our newsletter. The Live School Leader is a free monthly newsletter where we provide you articles, uh, PD webinar opportunities, social media links, videos, all sorts of things, including this podcast, to your email on topics like PBIS, classroom management, behavior management, uh, school culture, and student rewards. If you'd like to sign up for the live school leader, the link is in the show notes. Have a great day and happy listening. The uh, so a few things that stood out to me there the, the visibility piece. Um, <clears throat> you talked about being visible at, at drop off. Um, I've, I've got a girl in elementary school in her school. Uh, I like to brag on them every now because they do a, a great job. But they um, they're out at the pickup line every day, and there's a whole lot of teachers. Like greeting kids as they come in every single day, I know that there's a lot of schools that do that. I, I notice it every day, and my, my, my daughter's always excited to go to school. And like I don't I don't think those two things are are exclusive. I think they have something to do with each other. Um, the other piece, something that that I would do, um, is I worked in a high school and we had a very transient population, kids in and out, and city school kids move around. Um, if if there was a tour to be given, I would give the tour. I'd love giving tours to, to parents and families on their first day. I mean, I would show them all the rooms were I'd show them, I'd, I'd you know, give them, introduce them to coaches and like people who are running clubs and, you know, try to, try to get them involved immediately and, you know, make sure that, you know, that those offers have been, are out there, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you, you know, be, be welcoming. Um, the other thing you mentioned with, with social media, that's, that, that's been something that's come up a couple of times on the podcast in different ways. Um, we, we talked with a principal uh, from Florida who he ran his own, ran his own podcast and it was kind of a, just for his school community. And it was like basically a newsletter that he would just, he would, he would do like we're doing now, but he would just pretty much just read the newsletter, but it was accessible via podcast so they could listen to it. You know, like if on their commute or whatever. So I thought that was a really cool idea. Just, you know, going above and beyond, but the social aspect it's we're really bad as educators with PR like there's there's good things happening in every school in this country. There's something cool happening every day, and we're really bad about showing people that. And the more that we can show people that, the the, the better. Like the more our community is going to be involved, the more support you're going to have in your school, and just you know the better your culture is going to be overall. So walk around, take some pictures, you know, put them up on on Instagram. You know, brag on your people. They're doing a good job somewhere in your building. Guarantee it.
1: And I think that's a big thing that you just said there, you know, we're not doing enough, we are bad at PR, because I think a lot of it is, who really cares? Like, what am I putting this out for? You know, how many parents are actually looking at it? And the teachers get a little nervous because they're always wondering, is it good enough? You know, is this small lesson really going to be a game changer and and people are going to care on social media? Yes cuz you know if if your school, your kid's school had an Instagram or or, or some kind of social media platform, you would want to see exactly what's going on. You know, how many times do we love getting a picture when our kids are in daycare or preschool and like look at look at what little Johnny made today. You know, it it's it changes your your outlook of what's going on in that classroom uh, it does, and that school. It doesn't
0: have to be an actual work of art cuz it was it was my kids art. <laughs> you know. Right. It is right. it's art to be like um, but yeah, we talked to, um, a, a Todd Nesloni recently, Um uh, actually just went up a couple of days before we recorded this one. Um, and he, he said a quote very similar to that cause he was talking about his, his social media, his class and that very the very exact thing he mentioned because teachers have kind of a, um, you know, like everybody's probably doing this. Nobody cares. Kind of, kind of feeling that that's not true. It's, it's not what, what what you're doing is valuable and it's worth sharing cause it's going to help somebody out. Um, and I talked to somebody else uh, the other day and they were talking about sharing, uh, technology ideas and they, they were talking about, they ran into a teacher who didn't know what Kahoot was. And like, you, you kind of take for granted if you're on social media stuff and you go into PDs and all these things, but like, you know, if, if you're just, you know, in your classroom teaching and you don't go to those things, like maybe not, you know, maybe you wouldn't have all these tools and things. So like, if you're doing something cool, share it.
1: It's extremely important. You know, we talk about the outside. It's the inside too. Like, you know, uh, Chris Nessie, a good friend of mine and and somebody I do a co-host podcast PD with, you know, he always says the greatest PD is the person next door to you. So, you know, while we're trying to look for all these big, big ideas and these big things on social media, you know, it's going on in our school. Take a look around. Everything you're doing is good enough and it should be shared.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And all those things that, that those lines of communication that, you know, you know, highlighting the cool things that are going on in your school, all that stuff creates stronger bonds. It, it, you know, if you do those things, you have more folks who come to the, you know, the the school play and the, and the the concerts and, and your ball games and all those things. You start having a, just a stronger community, and that's that's that should be the goal.
1: That that's it. You know, the people you have around you. You know, you talk about getting on the bus. You want those people who are going to be there for you, who are, who are going to drive the bus the right way, and sit there and and be your, your passengers. You know. If those people are not going to be there to support you. Get them off.
0: So, kind of, kind of the last one of those things to address, and I like that we came to it to it last. So, we talked about that's about staff turnover early, about you know building building relationships, and we talked about attendance, you know, getting kids wanting to be in school and feeling welcomed, and you know, having connections, and um, and we talked about parents, you know, how how can you communicate better, how can you you know shine a light on the cool things that are happening in your building. The last piece of that, I think, is behavior. How, no, I I think I'm going to know, well, I think I know what you're going to say, but I'm going to let you answer.
1: This is the hardest, this is the hardest part, right? Behavior is, is just, (laughs) what what, what do you do? Every day is a different situation. I'm in a middle school. So for, for me, you know, our kids are still trying to figure out who they are as people and what they're doing, how they communicate. You know, they, they don't know in the last couple of years, the, the idea of being social is so different. How kids talk at home has been different. How they talk in school has been different. You know, their 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 interactions, their 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 attitudes. You know, they've been so solo. You know, they've been so independent on themselves that when you're asking them to do something, they don't know how to respond and whether it's right or wrong. So discipline has just been, you know, a, a huge problem lately. Of course you have small discipline problems, but of course you have the larger ones too. For me, and I'm going to go through this again, the best way to figure out discipline is to build those positive relationships. You know, you're going to get you talk about your school being a transient school, you're going to get kids coming in and out, you're going to get kids who have been there forever, but I think if you if you make the connections with the kids, you know, these major discipline problems become extremely minor. Now is every kid going to come to school and be great little angels and, and perfect soldiers no you know we, we talked about we don't want kids to just fall in line you know you want kids to fit into a school you don't want them to fall in line you don't want to change who they are but I, I think you know my thing is just just love on these kids as much as you can I have some new students in our school who are still trying to fit in you know it's 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 November they don't really know our culture you know, and I'm just trying to work with them and work with them because they, there have been problems, you know, they have been like you know, physical altercations, you know, because that's how things were solved where they came from in other places, you know? So it's just like talking to them about what the expectations of the school is. Um, you know, and, and, and Jordan, I think you're going to go with me on this one. PBIS is something that I'm trying to bring into my school. I'm not going full blown PBIS, but I want to take that, that positivity and, 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 and the idea is that we can kind of lift kids up for the good things they're doing to really make a, a culture and a climate that is strong. Reward systems are fantastic, but we're not there yet. We're at the point where like, I want to recognize kids for the good things they're doing, whether they're walking down the hallway and holding a door open or picking up someone's notebook. That's the small things that's going to help those kids who I was talking about not fitting in all of a sudden find a place of, Hey, I did something and I'm getting recognized for, for it. Let me see what else I can do. You know, it's that pay it forward mentality. And that's what I want to see because that's what's going to stop these major discipline problems. You know, one thing I'll share, and I think this is happening to a lot of schools around us with TikTok challenges last year, our bathrooms were trashed. The only thing that it's, it, it, it was a disaster. And every day I was doing work outside the bathroom. I'm going in the bathroom every 15 minutes to check on it that's finally calming down because the kids are like, we're really making a bad choice here. And me and the principal have pulled kids aside and just talked about decision-making, not just like yelling at them because it's not always them. It's other kids and they just get caught. But talking about decision-making and and putting the pieces together for them to see like, this is our place. You're coming here as it's your house. You know, you wouldn't do this at home, why are you doing it here? Why would you want to live in this? Why do you want to go back to it an hour later and still see that now there's more garbage added to it? You know, we really want the kids to feel like they belong and that this is their place and not just, you know, a school. This is their place that they come to every single day that, that they control, you know, give them a little piece of that. It changes their outlook.
0: Yeah. So I'm I'm totally with you and all the things, and the reason this kind of comes last year. All those other things we talked about, about you know building those connections and 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 investing in your staff, and then um, you know the attendance stuff, all those things build into making these behavior conversations just easier. Because then then you have those relationships to fall back into. The situation is is shorter because they know who they're dealing with. Like that's a, that's a big deal. If you don't have a relationship with somebody and you have an altercation, it's really tough to to walk, walk it back from that kind of stuff because they don't know you. Um, but if it's this, if it's the kid you were talking about with the world series the day before, he's probably going to stop when he sees you because he knows you that stuff helps. Um, it, there's some things that are unavoidable, you know, kind of based on the things that happen, but it's how much can you minimize it? How much can you move on from it? Um, can, can, can you get the kid back on some of those things? Um, and, and, you know, teaching them to make better choices. Um, you mentioned PBIS and it's, there's there's no harm in teaching kids the the right thing to do. Expectations go a long way, and then praising them for doing the right things, I think, is a big deal. And if you if you've ever been on, on like a sports team, say you played basketball, if you were if you if you hit a three and you got praised for it, you would probably shoot more threes, <laughs> you know. Or if you got praised for playing good defense, you'd probably you know try hard on defense. It just kind of makes sense. Um, But at the same time, if those things got ignored or like you just kind of treated as like, ah, he's supposed to do threes, he's supposed to play D. Well, maybe you don't, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you don't want to today, that that kind of stuff. So um, I think that stuff matters. And the more you can kind of teach kids the right thing to do and then, you know, praise them for doing so, because like you said, they're trying to figure out who they are right now for praising them going the right direction. I think that helps.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, one of the things that, you know, I, I'm not a softie by any means, and I don't want it to sound like I am, but there's a time and a place to drop the hammer on oh, yeah. students. And
0: I'm, I'm not either. You know? I, I, PBS got it. I, I was a, this one guy too, so.
1: Right, right. But like some of the, some teachers, and I'm not saying every teacher, but some teachers, they, 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 they want the pound of flesh. They want the punishment for the kids. This kid was doing the wrong thing. We got to nail him. No, you don't. You got to teach him because if you nail him, you lost him, and now you're going to spend the next- six, seven, eight months with a student who hates you and how do you think that's going to go for you you know and that was always my philosophy 14 years in a classroom i didn't i didn't just blame kids for for anything that they did you know i talked to them built a rapport figured out what we can do better and then after that if, if i if you lost trust then we have problems but if you can show me that you want to improve and you want to learn and you're, and you're going to act a certain way then then we're going to be okay and I still carry that with me in in the seat that I'm in right now.
0: That's a piece that is, it, it's a big deal. A lot of places that the, the pound of flesh thing. And like, I, I ran into that a couple of times, uh, probably more than a couple, but something I think I should have done better at personally was looping the teacher into the conversation. Um, here, here's, here's where this got to here. Here's why we think we need to go this way. That kind of thing. And, I think and you know, it becomes tough whenever you're dealing with, you know, a lot of things at once. Like like we talked a little bit about before we got on about, you know, all the things that happened during the day and you got two hours of lunch duty and all this stuff. It's tough, it's tough to do everything. Um, but I think if you can include the teacher in the conversation, just so they know, you know, outcomes and and, re- and rationale and reasoning and stuff. And that goes back to originally what you said about building that relationship with them on the front end. Those conversations were easier if you did that.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was going to say that kind of goes with that losing staff, like staff, if they don't feel trusted, they don't feel like you're letting them do their job. They don't want to be there. So if you're including them in the conversation and, and you're working through, you know, where you're at, where they're at, where the kid is at, if you have all of those pieces together, then we start seeing a different piece uh, of a larger puzzle. And you know, then we start figuring out, okay, so this is what they, this is what the staff believes in this is what the administration believes in. We really need to work together to be on the same page, you know? And I think that communication keeps people around because they feel, they feel like we can be trusted and listened to and that their words matter.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah, they, they feel a part of a part of the school. You, you know, they you have some shared ownership there, which you eventually want to get to with, with your kids too. Um, well, Aaj I, I hope that this finds, um, Ears where it can it can help folks this this spring and as they're going in new jobs and new opportunities and they're, you know, helping turn their schools around and that kind of stuff. Um, here at the end, I don't want to take up too much more of your time because you know, we talked about how, how busy you are, man. Um, but if folks wanted to reach out to you, they want to follow you on social media, how could they do so?
1: Yes. So I, I'm all over the place. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook. Just you can search AJ Bianco. um and that's me. I'm the dude that looks like Jimmy Garoppolo if you follow football. Um, so if you see my picture, it's actually me. Uh, so AJ Bianco all over the place. Uh, check out the podcast, uh, Podcast PD with Chris Nessie and uh, my personal one, Reflect Ed. I uh, haven't recorded in a while, but I'll get back to it at some point when things slow down. So that, that's where you can find me. And if you're a Yankees fan, please check out the Yankee podcast, Chase for 28.
0: The Flywheel Effect, harnessing the power of momentum to create a school culture that celebrates change and drives itself.